1: morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the show today. For those watching live, it is the same in honor of my guest, Bat Channel, but a different Bat Time instead of 11 a.m. Eastern. We are doing it at 1 p.m. Eastern today because that's what worked. And you know what? I love being able to go with the flow. It's something I'm learning to get better at in my life over the last year is being able to just be a lot more flexible, with things that matter to me and things that matter to people around me. And that is not an easy lesson for me to learn. And it often requires more planning on my part to just be able to say, okay, here's how I may need to shift things around in order to make something else work. Or I had all of this planned. And that didn't work so well, because I'm just not going to be able to do it well. As you know, I've had a lot of health challenges this last year, with my ear and some other stuff that's been going on, especially the ear. So sometimes I can't do what I planned. And I thought that would be a really great thing to talk about as we head into the week before the new year and the end of the year as well, which is how do you plan? And do you look back at your accomplishments or only look at what you didn't achieve. And I'm really excited to have um, one of my most requested comebacks lately. She was on my show not that long ago and everybody's like, you have to have her back on. And she and I had talked about coming back on and I had an unplanned opening on my show today and we were talking last night and she's like, yes, let's do it. So we both are embracing the unplanned plannedness of it all. So everybody, please welcome a dear friend, and somebody that, Amy, I just think you are kick-ass, amazing, kick-butt, take-no-prisoners, rock star when it comes to marketing, when it comes to planning, when it comes to this balance you have managed to find in your life that I am still seeking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Laura, I'm just... Thrilled to be back. I'm really excited to be here. And I'm not so sure that you're as far off as you say you are, but okay.
1: (laughs) We are hardest on ourselves, aren't we? We are, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the last show we did, we were talking a lot about um, ad placements through social, through other ways, you know, how to market in different ways and stuff. Everybody's loved that show. It's one of my my top ten shows since you've been on, which is so wonderful. And we've become good friends because mm-hmm. of meeting through Marcella Allison and the Mentorist Collective. Mm-hmm. Woohoo. Woohoo. Um, and then, you know, we still haven't met in person yet, even though we're three hours, two and a half hours apart. Right down the highway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the world's a little crazy still in Florida, massive COVID. So everybody's just being crazy careful. And I know one day we will meet in person, but until then it's okay because friendships develop no matter what, right? Yep.
0: That's right. That's
1: so one of the things I really, when we were chatting last night, you know, or texting back and forth going, okay, so let's talk about what we want to talk about. And- both of us had the same thought talking about planning yeah. and the whole idea. I know for me that it's really terrible because when I work with my clients, I'm very quick to say to them, all right, everybody, let's talk about what you've accomplished towards your goals that you know I've helped them set for myself lately, probably because of all my illnesses and everything going on, the fact that I've been forced to rethink how how I live and how I work, um, I tend to forefront is what I didn't get done that I wanted to get done. And you and I both know that that's not the best way to help yourself move forward so i'm really curious your thoughts on thinking that way and how you help yourself get out of that thought process
0: right that's huge and i think a lot of small business owners entrepreneurs I, i think we think that way because we see where things can be and um a lot of us now some people run towards the chocolate cake and other people run away from the person chasing them with the dagger. I'm more of the person running, you know, running away from the person with the dagger. That's more my thing. I'm running away from whatever is bad. And so, you know, there can be a little bit of motivation and, you know, thinking, Oh, I didn't do everything I wanted to do, but a fair assessment, you know, if you're doing an inventory of your year, Um, a fair assessment is what worked and what didn't work. You know, both those things are necessary. And um, you know if you, if the assumption is, if the underlying thought is I messed up, you're only going to see the bad. Right. So something obviously worked. We're still here. And (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, We made it. We're almost two years into the pandemic, you know, like all the weirdness and everything that's going on. So something is right. Something is still going right.
1: Yeah, And businesses have skyrocketed. Some have failed. Some industries have taken a massive hit, but new industries have sprung up. And existing businesses that saw, wait a minute, let's step back. Well, how can we? shift with that there yeah. I have friends that businesses quadrupled yes in this time period
0: right exactly and you know one of the things in my looking back I noticed that my business has doubled every uh, no three out of the last four years well was that a plan
1: all right or, we're gonna be like
0: yeah yeah I know right I was like in October I woke up one day in October like the second week of October and I was like oh, We doubled again. (laughs) How did that happen? I don't know. All I did was show up and go to work every day. But, you know, the underlying thought, again, the foundational thinking, the assumption is I'm going to go to work and help people. And when I do that, it goes well. So and that was one of the points you and I were talking last night about you know, how are you thinking about the new year? We had a very interesting conversation going about that. How are you thinking about the new year? What What are you thinking about, you know, a lot of people do uh, vision boards or have a word to focus on. And, you know, I do those things in like November, December. And then I really don't think much about them the rest of the year, but I find that by having those thoughts, they become assumptions, they become underlying thoughts. So those foundational thoughts are, we're going to have growth, but I don't focus on that so much as I want to go to work and help a bunch of people. And, you know, then there are 8 million different correct, correctly managed activities that have to happen under that. But from a business perspective and I think from a life perspective, too, you know, if my underlying thought is I'm a wreck, I hurt, things are bad then we're going to not do so well. But if the underlying thought is, well, I'm doing a bunch of stuff right. I want to try and do more right. Then I can go in a more positive direction. Um, I mean, I've got an inner Eeyore. Everybody does. <laughs> so <clears throat> why not just, you know, work with it? You know, what's Eeyore saying? What's Peglet saying? You know, just
1: find or out Winnie what's the in there. My favorite Winnie the Pooh. Um all right so thinking through that right
0: yeah.
1: mm-hmm. I'm I'm hearing what you're saying mm-hmm. and you and I both are consultants yes into companies to help them grow their businesses mm-hmm. and I know a lot of my listeners do coaching and consulting and they they do work for business B2B as we call it, business to business yeah. and one of the focuses that you and I both have to have is we have to be able to walk in somewhere and see what's not working and why it's not working and understand somebody's goals and what steps they've not taken to achieve them and also see what steps they've taken. But Mm -hmm. a big part is we need to see what's missing, what's not working, so then we can figure out what needs to happen to move it forward. So for you, I mean, I know for me, I can do it for other people. It's harder for myself sometimes because I don't have that Harry Potter, stand outside the picture frame and look in. It's a lot easier to do that when you're, you know, the outside person, right? You're laughing. Yeah, but but (laughs) it's so true, right? Mm -hmm. So is there something you do for yourself that enables you for yourself to step outside for yourself so that you can see what you see when you walk into a client? I'm going to say
0: that thing that all of your guests always say. That is a really good question. This is the aptly named show. Um, So, yes, there actually is. Now that that you mention it, I am a – I'm an extreme introvert to begin with. So all of my best stuff happens in here and in here. You know, my
1: heart. So heart Yeah, heart. remember some people are only on podcast so they I won't know, see you doing that. this. Yeah. We're, we're yeah, everybody who's on podcast, I love all of my my listeners who only listen to it audio, but mm-hmm. you're missing some really cool stuff on the so right video now, version. Definitely a jig and I'm tapping my
0: my forehead and my heart and that's where a lot of stuff happens for me. So I know my process for getting ideas, learning how to implement ideas is learning what other people have done. You know, I read voraciously. I mean, I've got about two hours of reading that I do every morning before I go to work about marketing, about self-development. And I've done all kinds of things so i have reference points i mean i i worked for w clement stone in the 90s so i had a lot of really interesting um input from that part of my career It was short lived but it was very interesting so um getting ideas is really an important part of my process <clears throat> and then being able to apply ideas but the thing that you're that you just referenced is so important and so interesting. How can I see what's not there?
1: How can, How can I... I see what's right in front of me, but I can't <laughs> see it from my perspective.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Cause we do that for other people. We can walk in and say, Oh, well, if you do just this, this and this, and now, you know, my client who hit a million dollars last year, he's at a million five, you know, like, uh, and we're going to do better than that this year. Um, but there's nothing, just for the record. There's nothing wrong with a fifty percent increase in revenue. I mean, this, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. You no know, big businesses go for single-digit growth, and they're happy with that. So, yeah, five
1: percent, ten percent growth is growth. <laughs> growth is
0: growth. Right, and it's all good. And then there are all the micro environments. Anyway, that's another call. But so, um, seeing what's not there, I get that from other people, but I don't ask them. I don't have a lot of conversations. Now, other people get a lot of value. I have a friend who has tremendous value from a therapist. She loves her therapist. She gets a whole lot of mileage out of her therapist. Her therapist gives her a whole lot of ideas about life situations um, that are helpful to her. So, But I don't do that, but she does that because we're two different people and we function in very different ways.
1: So So, what do you do for yourself to help you step outside yourself and see what's going on then? I think just when I
0: see that other people have done something, you know, um, John Wanamaker, for example, was a very early uh, um, founder of modern day marketing. So when I read stuff about how John Wanamaker, the Philadelphia, you know, uh, department store guy, how he did business. That informs me about how I can do business. So I'm basically modeling, I model dead people. I guess that's what you could. <laughs> I model dead people. Uh, but they're they're not all dead. I mean, there are a lot of alive people that I, I studied too. But I watch what other people do and then I apply it. Um FedEx was born that way. And a lot of people listening to your show have heard this story before, but I'll tell it very briefly. Um, the founder of FedEx said, I want to deliver products overnight. How do we do that? Well, the banking system was using a hub and spoke method of distributing money back in the day. They don't have the the techniques that we have now. So what Smith did was put together a hub and spoke method of delivery, which we now take for granted today. But once upon a time, if you wanted to send a package, it was going to be at least three days to a week before you were going to ever see it.
1: Right. And, this, and now we're kind of back to
0: that depending yeah. on who you ship with. Well, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Logistics is having some challenges right now. Okay. So Go ahead. Applying, just applying ideas and trying to apply them in different ways. Um, and I, I think the only other thing that I want to say about that is that when people try to have quantum leaps, Like going from, uh, you know, the far left of the screen to the far right of the screen, because for people listening, I'm holding up my hands again. That's not helpful to you, and I'm sorry about that. Um, When I'm trying to make a huge leap and there's a huge gap in the middle, um, chances are pretty good it's too big. But if I have an iteration or a series of iterations, it's easier.
1: Okay, that makes that makes a lot of sense. That sort of lead that fits with the whole planning conversation. As I'm moving my hands around my, my my neighbor, Mary, was telling me, she said, do you have any Italian in your blood? She said, I've watched your show and the amount that you use your hands to emphasize your points. And I'm like, well, as far as I know, there's no Italian, but I'm just me and I, I'm expressive, you know, So maybe I'm laughing at that as I keep moving my hands. Anyway, (laughs) for me, When I was listening to what you were saying and your thought processes, Wanamaker, I used to shop in Wanamaker's when I was a kid in New York and everything. And the way they did things, that and A&S and B. Altman's and those stores, they had a very unique way of merchandising and marketing, even Mm -hmm. Gimbel's and Macy's back in the day. And there's a lot we can take from that around customer service and things that happen behind the scenes that you don't know about. Everybody talks about how Disney does things, but a lot of these places did that way before Disney. Disney just took it to a much grander scale. Yeah. And, and they, I think personally, I think Disney failed with a lot when the pandemic hit because they were so stuck in their models yeah. that they had no way to pivot. God forbid something happened, which it did. But anyway, that's a whole nother show for another mm-hmm. conversation. So I'm, I'm listening to what you say, talking about planning. And seeing outside your perspective, for you, you read a lot, you ask a lot of questions of other people, see what they're doing, and then apply it. Like, how does that apply to me? Mm -hmm. Is there something I should think about, shift, do? Mm -hmm. For me, when I look at that, yes, I'm doing all of that. And then I immediately go, well, here's one thing I'm not doing. I'm not doing that. I used to do that, okay. and now I'm not. I'm doing it for others and not myself. So then I'm going, okay, so why am I not doing that? And I know a lot of it's due to my health. It's just difficult and challenging to necessarily plan some things. But yet at the same time, no, I can still have my goals, my hopes, my dreams, and, and move towards them you know, you and I were talking last night about our word for the year. And I was like, Mm -hmm. well, I haven't made it yet. My word for last year was blossoming. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but I didn't, I I was going to type, but I didn't achieve that. And then I went, well, wait a minute. Let me look at that. Well, in a number of ways I did, the show moved to the top 3% globally. I picked up some clients in the middle of all that was going on. You know, one of the kind of very loose goals I set was I'd like to make some more money this year. I'd like to grow. And I ended up picking up some really good projects that I did that I never expected to be able to do. What would that have looked like if I had planned, if I hadn't left it as just a, you mentioned vision boards, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And that you work on your vision board in November-ish, but mm-hmm. then you don't really look at it again. Mm-hmm. And and that got me thinking, right? Because to me, vision boards are like a, an aspirational kind of thing. But without putting goals to that, whether they are, you know, the big, hairy, audacious, opening my hands to the full size of the screen and but that's not even that great you have to have smaller pieces in there to break it down because they have to be smart goals talked with michael nelson on my show uh, about a month ago about his his new book um goals that matter really great stuff you would love his book by the way and So we get people think vision boards, you just create your vision board and that's all there is to it. It doesn't sound like you or I believe that a vision board is just it. You have to do something with those visions on the board to make them happen,
0: right? Yeah, right. So the first part is the assumption. You know, what's the assumption? What's my underlying thought? What's the foundation of my life? If it's positive, great. I'm going to go well. Uh, Most of the time or much of the time, um, life's going to happen. Um, so, you know, things, things just happen, but then, so how about the outcomes and the outcomes are Mm -hmm. what go on the vision board? Well, I want to have these material things. I want to have these experiential outcomes, you know, or
1: these feelings or Or whatever,
0: right? Exactly. And then the, the important part of all of this is I've made the clarity of the outcomes, I understand my under, my underlying thinking, but what am I doing in the moments that are that are happening right now, right now, right now? And so that's the thing. So um, in those moments, am I living... Like my word for the year is freedom. Well, you know, the, the joke's on me because that's been my word for many decades now. So, you know, when it got popular to pick a word i already have my word you know freedom so i aim intend aspire to live as a free person in my life and business and to bring that to the people that i live and work with so um and whatever that means and now we're back to the you know ten thousand things that make up freedom on the inside but moment to moment is how we do that we have the clarity
1: Okay, okay. So, what have you been doing specifically mm-hmm. that um, you've found over the years? I mean, you talked about how your business is doubling and your life. I mean, you've gotten incredible relationship and family and all of that stuff that you've got going on you know you always when you when you talk about your partner it's it's like a joy like this the light that shines is amazing right so um what have you done that you feel has created advances for you in in your life and your business are there any specific things you could share i mean because you and i could talk forever about some of these things but i'm just really really curious
0: Yeah, so you know, it's a bunch of strangers who don't know me who are listening to this this recording, and
1: but they want to know you. That's why they're listening <laughs> uh, again. Thank you. I want to
0: know them that too. That's the cool thing. So, you know, if my one of my um, intentions is to help more people, you know, which is really a vague and nebulous kind of like, how do you? What does that mean?
1: Well no, it's not it's not really that big and nebulous, right? Because I know some people whose goal is just to make money. They don't care about the people they're serving. They don't care if they have repeat customers. They're just like, "I just want to sell these things and I don't care about the people at all. I just want to sell 10 million of these and make a fortune and leave."
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. No, Um, you make a good point. Yeah. Because I discovered many years ago that although now it's easy. Oh, excuse me. And there's nothing wrong with
1: that either. There's
0: nothing wrong with that. Exactly. That's. that's And I'm I'm
1: holding up a stupid thing that you have for like birthdays or New Year's, everybody, where I'm holding up this, Thing I got in a birthday thing, you know, where you blow it and the streamer rolls out just for the people just listening on podcasts. Sorry, Amy. <laughs>
0: and, and you're absolutely right because there's no, if we have no judgment, <clears throat> if there is no judgment about what is on my wish list or my vision board or my plan, as long as I'm clear, I get to do whatever I want. And my assumption, my foundational thinking is helping people. In their businesses, make more money will help me. I can only win if I do that, if I do it properly. Now, there are smart things to do to run a good business, and I do those things. You know, so you know when I was telling you before that my business has doubled three out of the last four years. You know, um, the the money that I have made for other people is probably more than ten times that easily it's more like 20 times that so when i make money other people make money and that's part of it um but i discovered a long time ago that money is not my motivator you know it's nice to have and thank you very much i enjoy the money that i have but it's not my primary motivator so um the the experience and the feeling that i get of working with people and helping them get done what they want to do that's that's the thing that i get excited about. I think so, that's yes, you, so... you, Yeah, you, you have to know what what is important to you.
1: I think that's so true. I mean, i for myself and for some clients it's all about the helping people. And for other clients it's i need financial security to take care of my family and i need to find what that business is that provides it while at the same time allowing me to take care of my family because there's health issues or potential health issues or they came from you know having lost everything and they need to do that and as we said there's no judgments for that but understanding your motivations for your planning Mm -hmm. makes a huge difference I mean I, I talk about it in my book you know the The whole idea, uh, and we've done it on this show too, in speeches, it's, if you don't understand your why, Mm -hmm. then it's gonna be really hard to determine if you're a success. Right,
0: right. And it always comes back to that clarity. If I don't have, if any person doesn't have clarity, we're not gonna get there. You know, it's like the caterpillar in Alice in Wonderland, you know, you don't know where you're going, or was it Yogi Berra, anyway. One of those, I
1: love Yogi Berra. I grew up in New York in the Bronx,
0: right? There you go. Yeah, so <laughs> if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there.
1: Yeah,
0: um, it's just that it's easier with a path, it's easier with the guide. And I have trusted people in my life that I can turn to. I have a whole lot of books. Um, I know for my clients, um. Not in 21, but I think it was 2020. Uh, before I moved the group off of Facebook, we moved to Thinkific. Um, it was, uh, I published my um, uh, reading list from my Kindle to the group so that they could see what I'm reading. And you know, that was probably, it's more exposure than I like. You know, because you look at somebody's bookshelf and you you know everything about them. <laughs> so, so that was good. But a lot of people found a lot of value in, oh, I can look at this because a lot of them, people have never heard of before. So that input is really important.
1: Have you ever thought about that at another level? You know, you just said books that somebody might not have ever heard of before. and. You and I look at a book list and we go, well, how could somebody not have heard of that book before? And I constantly get sent books, yeah, nonfiction and fiction books, because people want to be on the show. And I, I pass them out to my neighbors, to my friends, to whatever. Some of them make it onto the show. A whole bunch don't for various assorted reasons, right? Sure. And I look at the stacks and stacks of books I have. And I'm like, wow, I I read a lot. Well, I do. You know, I probably read about 100 books a year, if not more. And I've learned to bail on books Mm -hmm. as well, which was never something I would ever do. I'd force myself to read all the way through. Now I'm like, I bail on them. It's not worth the time or the energy involved with it. I don't bail if it makes me uncomfortable. I bail if I find, okay, this is ridiculous or this is unreasonable or the book is just written very poorly. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten a whole bunch of those, by the way. Yeah. Not your manuscript though, your rent you. is excellent. And I cannot wait for your book to come out. I'm
0: looking and,
1: it. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. But, um, so when you look at that and people are go, well, I've never heard of that. What's the thought that goes through your mind?
0: Um, it depends on who says it. Um, Some of my clients, I mean, you know, people in my, our age group are outnumbered by millennials and Gen Z at this point, by far. So um, it could just be a matter of time. Like, I've been doing business marketing for 30 years. So I've read a lot. I mean, my first business venture was such a disaster and i vowed never to have that happen again so i just jumped into every marketing and sales and business book i could for 30 years so you can't help but learn some stuff if you do that yeah so uh, sometimes it's just that they're young and sometimes you know people get magical thinking and they get stuck in magical thinking And so when they're stuck in magical thinking, they think I'm going to make a vision board and it's going to come true. That's not how vision boards work. You know, uh, vision boards are about creating clarity. And so, you know, some aspect of magical thinking is I'm going to buy a book, I'm going to put it on my shelf and I'm going to be able to, you know, look smart or they're just reading other things. I mean, there's so much information out there. So there are all kinds of reasons people wouldn't have, heard of books on my list I found two yesterday that I hadn't read before not okay mine. I'm curious so uh I wrote it down it's in it's in my journal I I can't okay. remember the titles but they're current they're current books
1: Yeah, Uh, I want to give a shout out to Howard Cohen and Pat Grillo, two dear friends who are watching the show right now and actually chatting live with us. Anybody who's out on any of the social platforms, you can you can chat if you're watching us live, and you know we'll respond and stuff like that. And Howard, how can comment? How did I not know that you're from the Bronx? Like I'm laughing. I'm like, I know you knew that, Howard. And Howard's shouting back, and and Pat, um, get well soon, friend. Pat's been doing some stuff. He's awesome. You you got to meet these guys. They're truly incredible people. Um, all right. So you brought the vision board back up again. Okay. And we talked about the books and, and those things that you do. I'm so curious your answer to this and, and anybody listening either live or on podcasts, I'd love to know how you take your vision and turn it into goals how do i take my vision and turn them into goals
0: i think so <clears throat> i don't think so much in terms of goals okay um i <clears throat> in fact one of my rules of communication just for myself not for the people is never use um jargon Always use my own verbiage to be able to explain something. So it's really rare that I use, and I'll do it out of convenience, but rarely. Um, it's it's rare that I would use somebody else's description. So if somebody's describing a goal, you know, is it a smart goal? Is it just an aspiration? Is it something that I think I want? <clears throat> um, uh, I've got some fitness goals or fitness images on my vision board that I haven't achieved yet. So, um, you know, there's there's that. But in order, so in the physical world, we know you have to do some physical stuff to get to a physical place. So, um, you know, to to get a specific outcome.
1: Even to get to a metaphysical space, you have to do some physical things. You
0: have to do some things. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Because we're kind of, we're, we're here, we're incarnated. So, um, uh, so we have to do some things. So it's my job now to live like that person to live now in moments as if I am that person. And if I have enough moments that are stacked together, it's how we got our house. Um, it's how my business came to be the way it is. I live in moments as if I am the person who has this thing, experience, feeling, thought.
1: Okay. How do you break down living that person into things that you can actually do? So like if, if it's a healthy person, um, does that mean you start running? Does it mean you start eating better? Does it mean every day you're going to do one minute of walking? I mean, how do you actually begin to define those things? Because you can say, oh, I'm going to live that way. But you have to set some, not boundaries, some um, practical things that you can measure Mm -hmm. to move yourself towards that. So what does that look like?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so most of it starts in the mind. Most of it starts in how I think of myself. You know, if you ever read, uh, is it Todd Herman's book about um, uh, the, all your alter ego, you know, and all of the people in that book that he described who had an alter ego. Well, it's kind of that model. That I use, like how do I think of myself? Well, if I'm going to do a hundred push-ups, I start in my mind because I cannot do hundred push-ups <clears throat> today, but I can do them in my mind. <clears throat> so, you know, the things that I think of are the things that I start doing. So, if I'm not willing to even try to do a hundred push-ups right now, I can do them in my mind. The body then reacts. You know, if you look look at the work of uh, Dennis Waitley right. or um, Bruce Lipton, you know, what you think is what you are.
1: Yeah, Joe so, Dispenza, all those guys, all, Daniel Eamon. Exactly. Uh, so the neurologist. You know, in my mind,
0: I can do push-ups and pull-ups. And um, I used to run. I was running 40 miles a week and I got sick. So that kind of went away I don't know if I'll be able to run again but I will be able to walk so you know there there are things we do but it always starts in the mind
1: okay Mm -hmm. very appropriate with the mug that I got for Christmas from my my friend Dina Moskowitz thank you in case you're not watching and you're listening to the podcast go watch I'm holding up the child mug you sent me Um, the force is strong with this little one so thank you Dina It is a mental thing, but at some point it's got to come out of the mental and into the physical. Has there been something that you've had a challenge with that somehow you've managed to move into something beyond the mental thing?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm laughing because when I was very very little, my mother said to me, "Amy, why do you do everything the hard way?" <laughs> How I built—that's why. <laughs> that's what I do. I do. Everything the hard way. So um, I'll, I can put this in terms of business. One of my clients has these enormous goals. He wants to hit ten million dollars in revenue at a good profit. So um, that's really easy to boil down to numbers. A lot of things boil them to numbers, you know, we need, we need to have X number of sessions in the store and sell X number of product and sell, know it's going to be a lot of X's, um, you know, have, uh, you know, whatever the average order value is going to be. And we know that we can save these things and um, shoppers are not going to comply, but we can do everything because there's so many moving parts but we're going to act like we're running a $10 million company. And so what does that company do? Well, that company has access to capital. Okay. How do we get access to more capital so we can turn capital more frequently and turn product more frequently? Um, So uh, one of the other um, beliefs that I have is the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Okay. If, if, uh, if we need to think of uh, fitness or any impact that I have on my health or any impact that I can have on client businesses, um, any of these things, I need to reach more people. <coughs> uh, excuse me. Um, you know how many more people? Uh, how many more? How many more push-ups? I mean. If I could do two today, can I do three tomorrow you know or three by friday um
1: or maybe it's two and a half
0: or maybe it's two and a half or maybe it's just a negative I can start at the top and work down yeah you know, that and do that half so you know there there are things, but just try you know throw away perfection, throw away perfection because it's not gonna help you
1: I was listening to a program the, the other day, and it said when you've been struggling with chronic health stuff, mm-hmm. it can be very difficult to move past that inertia of, if I start to do, I'm going to relapse even worse. And I've seen that happen not only in health, but in, in business, too, where... You feel like everything you're trying isn't working, you're not moving forward, or you've taken a bunch of business hits due to sometimes nothing you could do about it. I'll never forget, I I was growing my tech services company, and we had a really, really good client, but I had taken advice of some really good business advisors who said, never let one client be 80% of your business. So I was very differentiated that way. And they happened to be a company that was funded through governmental things. And I didn't know it when they came on board. We had them for two years. But every two years, they were required by their charter to change all their vendors. Because they couldn't be allowed to show favoritism. And if there was another vendor that could do the same thing... And they ended up coming back to us two years after they left us, but Mm -hmm. it was well, should I never take on another client in that government-funded sector again? And I I was really hesitant for months and months. And one of my staff said, Okay, Laura, we have this other opportunity. What do you think? Are you, you know? And I I finally said, All right, let's try it, but let's go in knowing. So Mm -hmm. I learned to ask some better questions around, well. Are you under obligations to change your vendors every so often and and this and that? Because that will change perhaps how we engage with them to help them. If we're setting goals that are longer term, but we're not going to be with them long enough, then we need to make sure we've got plans and documentation for them. And once we did that, all of a sudden we started doing that for other clients. And they're like, you're trying to put yourself out of business. And I'm like, no, we're just setting you up for success. Mm-hmm. I said, we can give you the plan, but some other people may not be able to implement it the way we do, right? Mm-hmm. So I learned new questions in new ways. And with the health stuff, yeah, this one program was like, okay. So if you're afraid that if you, in your case, you used to run, right? I don't mm-hmm. run. I've never been a runner, never enjoyed running, mm-hmm. um, Other things I like to do, but running was not one of them. Yeah. I said, okay, so your first goal is to walk to the end of your driveway, depending on how long it is. Yes. That's it. Even if you can go 10 minutes more, Mm -hmm. you're not gonna do that. Or you walk for one minute. Yeah. And it's like, even if you can do more, you only do that. And it begins to retrain the brain that it's okay to plan. So my plan is I'm going to walk one minute today, which means 30 seconds there, 30 seconds back, five minutes, you know, which is two and a half and two and a half. And you keep doing that until your brain becomes comfortable with the idea of planning.
0: Even more than that, what you're giving yourself is daily um, success.
1: I love that. Great way of looking at it. Daily
0: success. And when you have success, you can get more success because you know what you did. And when I was selling real estate a thousand years ago and about, you know, eight, eight different economies ago, uh, it was in the nineties. It was before the do not call um, mandate. And I would cold call three hours a day.
1: Oh, that's a tough job. Oh,
0: man. 15,000 cold calls in three years. It was (laughs) brutal. Other agents used to sit outside of my office door and listen to me dial for dollars. It was amazing, but, but it worked. And so every day I did it, it was another day of success because I knew if I made so many phone calls across so many hours of time, I would do so much business and it was like a clock, you know, but if I took a day off, I would just, beat myself mercilessly for for not doing it because I know I'd pay for it in three months.
1: Yeah, Pat just shouted out he's increased his steps 12 straight days, which thought, is awesome. That, that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it that building success. And it doesn't have to be a a major thing, but it is part of planning. It is. It's mindset to plan. It's a vision board of you seeing something healthy. And then going, well, what are some things that I know healthy people do? And if you're not sure, because not all healthy people are healthy, healthy, right? They can be almost manic healthy, obsessive healthy, and that may not translate to the average person and applies to business too, not just health, right, Amy? We've seen these people that become um, Howard Cohen saying, check out James Clear's Atomic Habits. It's another really great book. Um, so, although and I'd love to have James on on the show, but he they never respond. They they're always like your show's not big enough. And I'm like, okay, it's not just about the size, it's about the engagement. Right. Right? Exactly. It's it's yeah. even more important. You and I have talked about this on other shows, right? The other show we yep. did. Engage, yes. Like
0: how many people are you reaching and are they actually are you actually reaching them? And it's just yeah. that fits in exactly with what you just said. A business could be healthy; they made a million bucks. Congratulations! They spent nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars to get there. That's right. a fail. You no. Know? So there are there are other factors. There's a whole lot of stuff going on under the waterline that you just can't necessarily see.
1: Right. Which is something important to look at when you're setting goals. Right. Yep. Um, I'm la- I'm, the reason I've got this smile on my face and I've got kind of like this laughter is when I was writing the finance chapter in my book, I was writing it at a park at um, at the end of Miracle Mile in in Vero Beach. I just needed to get out of the house to write. Debbie Macomber gave me the advice. She said, "If you have writer's block, get out of your house. Yeah. Take your take your laptop, take your notepad, go somewhere where you can't distract yeah. yourself with other things." And she was right. I mean, I wrote four chapters in like no time at all at the end of this park. And I was writing this finance chapter and I'm looking out at the Indian river, the intercoastal here. So beautiful dolphins crashing around. There's this gorgeous, gorgeous house. I've always loved and enjoyed. And they have a a pool that you kind of can't see that meanders around the house, this little current. And they had this giant, I don't know, 50, 60 foot yacht. At, at anchored there and I'm talking about it and I found out that they were bankrupt Wow! and the house was under foreclosure but from the outside looking in it was every aspirational goal I want that house I want everything about that life because it feels like it would be so wonderful right mm-hmm. but inside it was empty yep So understanding that when you go from the vision board to the reality is, well, what about that appeals to you? And is that a healthy thing Mm -hmm. and healthy for you? You have to think, because everybody's definition of healthy is very different. And again, we don't judge any of that. Mm -hmm. But understanding that and then going, okay, so what can I achieve now? and then maybe as I grow, achieve more. Right. And and do I really need that now, or is that a goal for later? That's something I learned from Michael Nelson, a fellow IT person who wrote the book, Goals That Matter. He mm-hmm. goes, you know, you can have goals and visions and whatever, but you know, maybe they're not for right now. You need to think on them a bit more. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, which is <laughs> perfectly fine. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So, you know, what you what you were talking about, I've got a book coming out this spring. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. Acquire,
1: convert, repeat. I'm so excited for your
0: book. There's I can't fun. help it. You were just so much fun. So acquire, convert, repeat, that's going to be out this spring. And um, so some people want to work with me and I can't take them on, or some people want to work with me and I do take them on the people that have taken on um, have done some really amazing things and so I've identified a framework that has, um, you know, really surfaced over the last bunch of years, working with people who are working in the e-commerce space and, you know, a combination of the techie stuff, you know, the tactical sorts right. of things, which is kind of the direction that we went in the last time. And now this, um, conversation today is the, the lofty, you know, what are the ideas behind, behind a business, um, So in the book, you know, we have the framework and really um, how to get to where you want to go. And that framework is a lot of what we're talking about today. Um, You know, you have to know where you're going, first of all, and that's clarity. Um, You have to have your foundational assumptions and that's how to actually run the business. That's one of the things that I've been really excited to work with people on is how to run the business. You know, I'll take merchandisers. And apply some marketing and you can do some pretty amazing things with, that we've done yeah. together
1: and that's um, a such a strong foundational point amy because just because you say you're in business doesn't mean you know how to run your business
0: that's true that is true yeah and that's something that i've been, been able to help a lot of people with and it's and we have a tremendous amount of fun on the way um bye pat
1: thanks for Take being care, here pat and, I, and Howard dropped off, uh, had to drop off as well. He had to run. Okay. So you, so, <laughs> I can help with that. So the
0: book comes out this spring. Um,
1: Thank you. Um, I, I'm like, I got totally tongue tied there for a
0: second. <laughs> uh, I imagine it happens. Uh, yeah. Talking, talking.
1: And you've got an offer for everybody too. I do.
0: I have an offer. So Because the book doesn't come out till spring, I do want to have sort of a three or four month party until it comes out. So uh, you can actually text um, Growbiz, G-R-O-W-B-I-Z, it's on the screen for those who have screen view, uh, to the number 66866. So the word that you want to text is Growbiz, G-R-O-W-B-I-Z, and you want to text that to 66866. 866. And it's going to ask you for your email address and you pop that in there. And what I will send you right away is a newsletter of mine, which is a a double issue about audience building, which is really good for e-commerce stores, essential for e-commerce stores, but really any business. So if you're running a business and you want to think better and differently about your audiences, that's something. So that you get right away. And then of course, you know, the buildup about the book. Uh, coming out as well I th- and we're we're going to have a free plus shipping offer so you can get the book for free uh just cover shipping and um that'll that'll happen too
1: ah oh, that's going to be awesome and so, uh, you know you've been so successful for your career of helping people to grow it and build their lists you know acquire convert repeat And I see so many people go, well, I'm just going to do stuff on Facebook or on social and they sell only through Etsy or through other places and they don't control their customers. They've given control to somebody else. And, you know, you're using a perfect example of how you're growing your list, your tribe to help them. Mm-hmm. And to help yourself as well by texting Biz to 66866 to get on your list for everything. It's uh, such a crucial element, whether you're a brick and mortar business, whether you're doing business on the web or not, is to have that list for those touch points. So we're getting really close to the end of the show. I want to make sure that you have, you know, a last thought you'd like to share with everybody About planning, about the end of the year, about the beginning of the year, perhaps a practice that you always do for yourself, whether it's, you know, have a party, whether it's um, be reflective, uh, do some, whatever, whatever it is for you, end of year habits.
0: I live by day and moment. So I very, very rarely get caught up in what's going to happen in the future. I used to. But, you know, I think <clears throat> with time, I've been given patience. so um that's that's something that's been really good. But clarity, you know, if you have clarity, if you know where you want to go, there's a way to get there. so that that would be my closing parting thought
1: if you, oh, I love that, say that one more time. If you know, if you where, know where you
0: want to go, you can find the way to get there.
1: It's perfect because it's perfectly imperfect right because (laughs) it's so individual if you know where you want to go there's a way to get there Mm -hmm. and there's probably a thousand ways to get there yep and there may be bumps along the way but that first part if you know where you want to go so it's a great time to sit down and go where do I want to go who do I want to be yep that's it who am I Mm-hmm. I love that. One thing I know about you, Amy, you're an amazing human. Yeah,
0: thank you. And, you know, right back at you because we always have fantastic conversations. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Thank yeah, you.
1: It's, thank you. It's been so much fun having you on the show and, and sharing All of these topics that we talked about. I I know that it wasn't as structured as some of my other shows, maybe. Well, actually, my shows are never really structured. I have an idea and then I kind of go where the conversation goes. But when I leave our conversations, I have ideas, I have thoughts about things. And that's the goal of the show, right? Is to have people think. And you never know what one nugget you're going to say, even if it doesn't seem mind-blowing at the moment, it's mind-blowing to somebody. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is so important, and I want to thank you for that. And I can't wait till your book comes out, so I'm going to encourage everybody once again, I'm going to put that up on the screen, to text GROWBIZ, G-R-O-W-B-I-Z, to 6686 to get that newsletter, double issue newsletter. six six Six, six, eight six six. Thank you. Um, And they can get that and then get on the list for when your book's coming out and also some other great stuff that you're constantly doing. So thank you so much. I know you and I are going to talk before the new year comes just because we do. Um, Mm -hmm. But to my listeners, this is the last show before – the end of 2021 beginning of 2022 so you're you're my my exit entry Wow! <laughs> so thank you for so willing to be here when i had an unplanned opening today
0: opportunity
1: Yeah, yeah thank
0: you always great to spend time
1: with you same here thanks so much I hope you took a lot away from that or something away from it. Big or small, doesn't matter for me. It's always about the conversation and the questions. Because at the end of the day, the right questions can change our lives. So what are you asking today? Have a great day, everyone.
0: You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.